The wise man built his house upon the rock, and the rains came down, and the floods came up, and his house on the rock was safe. This children's version of Matthew 7, 24 to 27 captures the deep, priceless meaning of today's gospel lesson. In the chapters just preceding this passage, Jesus has been preaching the Sermon on the Mount. That's a familiar passage. It's a story where Jesus outlines the behaviors that he wants us to follow. Included in his words in the Sermon on the Mount are the Lord's Prayer, the Golden Rule, the Beatitudes, and many other ways that it's good to live. In these four verses that we read and sang about, Matthew brings the teachings of Jesus to an end with a simple yet very graphic and powerful illustration. The readers are given two choices, to be wise or to be foolish. When we hear these words, we discover the eternal importance of obeying the teachings of Jesus. How a Christian, a person who bears the name of Christ, should think how they should act. I want to read to you the same verses from the message, an interpretation by Eugene Peterson. It's in modern day language and sometimes it just captures the thought of what we're trying to read when we hear these words. These words I speak to you are not incidental additions to your life, homeowner improvements to your standard of living. They are foundational words, words to build a life on. If you work these words into your life, you are like a smart carpenter who built his house on solid rock. Rain poured down, the river flooded, a tornado hit, but nothing moved that house. It was fixed to the rock. But if you just use my words in Bible studies and don't work them into your life, you are like a stupid carpenter who built his house on the sandy beach. When a storm rolled in and the waves came up, it collapsed like a house of cards. When Jesus concluded his address, the crowd burst into applause. They had never heard teaching like this. It was apparent that he was living everything he was saying, quite a contrast to their religion leaders. This was the best teaching they had ever heard. Now, I must admit, I particularly like the point where when Jesus concluded his address, the crowd burst into applause. That sounds pretty nice. (laughs) The nine o'clock service didn't do that. Thank you very much. (laughs) This parable could also be entitled, The Wise and the Foolish Builders. The wise man hears Jesus' words, and obeys. The wise person listens carefully, is discerning. Not only does he know the truth, but he acts upon it. The foolish person, on the other hand, does not listen. The Bible uses the term foolish to describe a person not only lacking in wisdom, 
but a person whose behavior is self-defeating, immoral, lazy. According to scriptures, the foolish person believes everything he hears without thought or considering the implications. He is hot-tempered. He talks too much. Indeed, if he kept his mouth shut, he might be thought intelligent. He gossips, but he does believe there are two sides to every issue, his side and the wrong side. Do you know anyone who fits this description of a foolish person? At best, foolishness is dedication to a life of pleasure. At worst, foolishness is rejecting God's will. In Proverbs, we read these words, The fool says in his heart, There is no God. So according to our parable, a fool learns the hard way. Jesus was using these messages to direct the hearers to the final judgment when there will be a division between two people, the wise and the foolish. As in most of his parables, Jesus uses very familiar objects to make his point. In this case, rock, sand, and a house. He wanted them to understand that the words he had been speaking, his teachings on the way to live, were to be the foundation for their lives. Jesus said to them, as he says to us, If you hear these words and make them part of your life, You are like the wise home builder who built his house on solid rock. But if you just listen to my words and go about thinking, well, they're pretty nice. You are like the foolish builder who built a house on the sand. Remember the leaning tower of Pisa? This was to be a great building like none of others like it. But the people were told, don't build there. It's not good, solid land. And they did anyway. Well, you know, it's a famous picture. It's 18 feet off center, and it's going to fall eventually. Jesus used the example of a home built on a rock. And if our lives are not grounded in him, if we do not hear and do his word, when the day of judgment comes, we too will fall. Now, there are many in our congregation who are experts in the construction business, but so is Jesus. Remember, Jesus was a carpenter by trade. He was the craftsman who knew all about building houses, so the people, the hearers, were going to believe what he said. When he spoke about the foundation of a house, he knew what he was talking about. This was an illustration of a very practical man. The listeners to Jesus' words were very familiar with what it would be like to build a house on sand in Palestine. It's desert. And if you're going to build a house, you must think ahead. In the dry climate and when the sun is shining, either house is going to look very strong and very secure. But a house built on sand is easier and cheaper to build. A lazy person who just wants to get the job done as fast as possible would probably choose the sandy lot. To build on a rock requires hard work. One must drill and anchor the foundation to the bedrock. 
What's the difference between the two houses? When the flash floods came, and they did, the difference in the foundations were very obvious. I lived in Southern California for 20 years, and it's a desert despite the fact that everything looks green because we have those automatic sprinklers that sprinkle day after day after day. But the rains do come, and the houses don't always stand. I saw many hilltop mansions slide down those hills because it wasn't good land upon which to build. I saw many very expensive beachfront properties end up going out into the water because they weren't built on a firm foundation. And we all know, even here in the Northwest, that we have to follow the building codes or when the earthquakes come, our foundations are going to crack and we'll have no place to stand. Jesus' words were not some far-fetched illustration. This was a type of storm that the people could understand And the passage describes them in great detail. Jesus doesn't mince words. It's very clear. The rains came, the floods came up, and the house on the rock stood, and the ones on the sand were destroyed. It's like that with our lives as well. Storms are a part of life. If we follow the Lord or not, there will be storms and there will be trials that come into our daily lives. Rain is not just some abstract possibility. It will rain. And we will be exposed to storms. During the next four weeks, I will be officiating at three weddings. And as you would expect, couples in love and about to be married... Look at the world with rosy glasses. They can't imagine that there's ever going to be a storm. During our premarital counseling, I try to give them some skills so that when the storms do come, they can weather them because it will rain. The foundation of their home, their lives together will be tested. And so we talk about having a marriage built on Jesus Christ. And I have the most precious grandson. You may have heard me mention him. Do you remember that? (laughs) Daniel will be four years old in two weeks, and he is the joy of my life. There is nothing that I wouldn't do for him. Oh, how I would love to be able to open a great big umbrella and shield him from every storm that life will bring. I can't do that. He's going to get rained on. And though I can't help the rain, I can help him stand on a rock so the storms won't sweep him away. I can teach him of God's love for him and how to live a godly life. I can teach him the power of prayer. That's a pretty good umbrella, don't you think? Jesus is not using this parable to teach us how to build strong houses or how to avoid being in a storm. My friends, there's no way to avoid storms. There's no way to avoid the final judgment. There will be rains. There will be floods. There will be tornadoes. And Jesus is telling us how to survive the storms of life. A strong, firm foundation is critical to our lives. Without a good foundation in Jesus Christ, when the storms hit, our lives will crumble. We lay the foundation of our spiritual lives with every decision we make. 
Our culture tells us that a good, strong foundation is a hefty bank account or well-invested IRAs or high-powered jobs or youthful looks. Wealth and fame and looks are fleeting. When the storms come, these self-focused views offer absolutely no protection. Wealth and beauty and prestige are the shifting sands of life, darn it. False teachers are unstable sands, and they, they have been and they always will be. When the storms come, they crumble as well. There are two people in Jesus' story. Both of them hear his words. But only one is a wise person. Only one acts on Jesus' words. Only one hears Jesus and obeys. And the other, that foolish person, verse 27 says, And it fell, and great was its fall. The house was gone. How tragic not to respond to Jesus' teachings. How foolish not to build on the rock that can weather the storms, Jesus Christ. Jesus is saying a true disciple is one who hears my words and does them. Only such a person is going to be able to stand on the day of judgment. And only such a person will survive the storms of life. In my preparation, I read about an Indian tribe that anchors the center pole of their dwelling into the rock. And to them, the pole represents the connection between heaven and earth. And whenever a storm comes, they hold on to that pole, and they know that they are anchored and secure. What are we anchored to? What is the security of our lives? In Psalm 46, we hear these words. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear. Though the earth should change, though the mountains shake in the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains tremble with its tumult. Jesus is saying, let my words be the foundation of your life. Don't just sit in church on Sunday and listen. Live as I have taught you Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and come back on Sunday so that that foundation can be made even stronger. Let forgiveness and reconciliation and prayer be part of your life. Love one another. Treat others as you want to be treated. Let God be the center of your life. Let God be the center of your marriage, your family, your career, your social life, your church. Every day, my ministry brings me to people who are facing foundation-shaking storms. What a privilege it is to serve in this ministry and to be invited into people's lives. Within our church family, even today, within these walls, as I look out among all of you, I see faces that I know have experienced great devastating storms in life, are even experiencing them today. 
Lives that are being buffeted by the storms and the foundations of their faith are shaking. But one of the things that I have learned as I have gone to minister to people when those storms have hit is that I have been ministered to. Because people that have believed what Jesus said and are living those words have a strong foundation no matter what the storms are. So often I hear them say, I don't know what I'd do without my faith. I don't know how I could survive without the love and prayers of my church. How do people live without Jesus in their life? How can they bear the pain, the fear, the loneliness, the whatever is in their lives that's the storm at the moment? I thank God every day for the privilege of sharing life with the people of this church. My foundation is strengthened as I witness their strength and courage, their faithfulness to the Lord. In all of life's circumstances, the good, the bad, the ugly. Many, many names and faces come to mind. I think of Tina and Harold Freed. Carolyn and John Niva, Jack and Chris Elliott, Grace Green, Earl Dean, Jim and Betty Gay. The list goes on and on and on. I think I could even read through our directory and I would know that these are people who have struggled with the storms, but they've believed the words of Jesus. Even when life has been a roller coaster of emotions, they stand firm. Their foundation doesn't crumble. Over and over I hear these words, I don't know what the future holds, but I know who holds the future. Be hearers and doers of God's word. Every person has their life weather report. The storms, the rain, the floods that have crashed against their foundations and their walk with the Lord. Storms, raging storms. And to those storms, Jesus gives you these words of encouragement. Hear my words and do them. And your house will stand firm. Trust God in the storm. Hold on to that pole that connects you, heaven and earth. And remember the words of Jesus, I will never leave you or forsake you. I will be with you always. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. Amen.